the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, studiodna.media. Welcome, welcome, welcome all to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, This week, we're talking about Justice League. That's right, 2017's Justice League. Um, And this is one when it first came out. I think we had a little roundtable discussion talking about it. Uh, But ultimately, I didn't want to put the kibosh, or I didn't want to put the uh, whammy on it to say it was, in fact, horrible. But, you know, give it a couple years of... uh, other things coming out and then rewatching it, uh, and I can definitely uh, be swayed toward the horrible, and that's why our friend Jake Wilburn is here today to talk to us about Justice League. If Bruce Wayne's superpower is being rich, then my superpower is poverty. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when you guys did Justice League the first time. I and, was, it, and it was more of a roundtable. It was. Just you, you had uh, Ian on there, I think. And I was listening to it as a fan, very frustrated because I thought you guys were way too easy on it. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't know that we did it. I think we just did it just to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Right. You guys you guys were. But even then, uh, you guys had just come from the movie theater seeing it. And I think that there was still a little bit of like, oh, like, I, I don't know if you, it was kind of like when everyone went to see Star Wars Episode One, everyone comes like, that. well, that That's was good. Star Wars. Yeah, there were Star comparison. Wars characters in it. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And yeah. it, it takes a while to kind of be like, mm, yeah. maybe that this... wasn't the best. Yes, I agree. Uh, so Jake's here. Uh, Producer Phil is in the house. I'm here and I've actually seen this movie. We've been working, uh, just working on some things. Uh, we had an Aaron Dice reciting, which was always nice. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, if you're in the live chat, if you're listening in, let us know that you're there. And uh, on Spreaker, you have to give us a hi, what's up. And so you got to have about five minutes of me in character on that one. So it's great. Unheard audio for anyone else. It's, uh, it's kind of like a, a Harry sighting from Harry and the Henderson. A Harry and the Henderson sighting. You're right. Except uh, uh, Aaron's much taller. He is actually taller. It's true. He's a very tall person. Um, he tends to pop down here when I'm down. Like every time I'm down here, and I come in for an episode, he pops in. And he goes, "We never see you," and I'm like, literally every time I'm here, I see. <laughs> but him. maybe he sees you coming and goes, <laughs> "Let's just make sure this guy's not uh, here trying to uh, use his ninja powers." 
I don't know what that meant. Um, so check it out. Uh, Justice League. Um, were you guys excited when this movie came out? Oh, yeah. I was very... I any Anytime I can get to see these guys on screen. Yes. And I, th- I thought... I'll, I'll just go ahead and fast forward to some, some goods. No, go ahead. Because this is one of the reasons why, I'm exci- why I was excited. Yeah. The casting is excellent. Yeah. I thought everybody fit their role really well. Yeah. The costumes were great. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, when you just look at the movie poster and you're watching the trailers, and of course we had already seen Ben Affleck and we had already seen Henry Cavill as, uh-huh. uh, you know, and I thought they were good as those characters. Yeah. And I liked the overall arc that Zack Snyder was going with in the mm-hmm. previous two movies. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of Star Warsy, where there's like, okay, there's some inconsistencies, and there's a few things that you can pick out that you're like, eh, that that kind of went a little weird, or was, but the the arc of like, you know, Superman being this all powerful thing, and like what that means for the world, and yeah. I, I, it was a good arc, which this movie just kind of like, I I was really upset with the way that it took that or didn't take that, uh, but overall, I was excited because. I'm like, okay, they've got all the right actors, they got all the right costumes, they've got like this looks this is a a softball slow pitch right down the middle lane as far as the setup. All you got to do is hit it. And for several reasons, yes. Uh I think right at the beginning it says a Zack Snyder film. That's not really correct cuz Joss Whedon came in. We now wow. know, we didn't know at the time, but we now know there's a little more drama behind that. Yes. And there's like this rumored Snyder cut version of the film that's out there that I would love to see his original yeah. vision. And I think most of the problems that I have with this movie, which we'll talk about, I get the sense were most of Joss Whedon's contribution. And I feel like uh, mm-hmm. that he came in and he's Joss Whedon, so he's going to come and bring his own flair to it. Yep. He added his uh, ingredients into the soup that was already there. And I, I, I think that it was not a good a good blend. Yeah, because him and Zack Snyder have two completely different styles. Well, their styles are way different. Correct, and yeah. I think that's what made this movie, you know, why we're talking about it on the Horrible Movie Podcast when we yeah. might not otherwise have been. Yeah, um, and then uh, the other thing is just the fact that um, this universe in general, and this is actually going to go maybe toward the bads a little bit already, Um this thing already is in my head was a little bit maligned because it was kind of thrown together quickly. Um, and when the problem right now we have is that in the Marvel universe, they've since 2008, they've worked, you know, I'm saying they released movies starting in 2008, planned it before that even. And you've had this consistent story. Yeah. There are a few things that, and they've come out recently and just talked about a few things that, yeah, the continuity changed a little bit at times, but not anything like this where, where Marvel really planned it out, and then DC was in a reactionary, like 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 the things right. they do are reactionary, like and and sometimes unnecessarily. And I'll go into that after a bit. I mean, it has to do with Batman, and I love Batman, but so um, I the view I take on that is I really don't mind in principle, and even to an extent the way they did it, where. In in the movie, they rush the everyone get together and fight a big bad, you know, Avenger style thing. Quick introduction of the characters. Let's go and fight, and then do the solo movies afterward. I re- that that approach in itself, doing it backwards, doesn't really bother me. And this movie, I thought, did an okay job in doing very quick, simple 
explanations and introductions. That's not one of the problems as much that I have with the movie. Gotcha. I think they did okay with that, with yeah. with rushing those guys in. As long as there's like, hey, fan, don't worry. On the back end, yeah, like they did with Aquaman, which, yuck, I didn't like the Aquaman solo movie. I'm but, excited about you talking about that later yeah, on, too. But as long as I know that's coming and it's the same actor and it's the same universe... I'm okay with doing it backwards. So, who like, doesn't know these superheroes? Right, and I don't think we, you know need, we don't like, have dude, to have origin stories I, and, nonstop. And that's what Maybe I, Cyborg, because less really honestly, and Cyborg's been a character for 30 years now. Sure, but but he is not as known. Or if you did like Martian right. Manhunter, he might need his. Yeah, own, I mean, I you think know, yeah, yeah, you would definitely. But have to, but the Flash, I mean, so do do all these guys really need their own full length origin movie? No, and usually I think origin movies are the worst superhero movies. Like I just want like gets the good stuff. Okay, he's already got his costume oh. on. There's already a bad guy. Let's go. Yeah, right. we already everyone knows who these people. And Spider Man has been plagued by that, and in, in the Marvel side, yeah. where yeah. they've got to. That explain. was the strength of Homecoming was yeah. just getting right into the story and not having yeah. like we don't have to see his uncle get killed and all this kind of stuff so right. i complain about this and this is a side note but i always complain about uh i watch i do watch professional wrestling people just gonna say that and every week they recap the week before or the the <laughs> or, or or 10 minutes before like they'll literally do that and you're like who who's this recap for like i mean it's just weird it's really weird yeah like it's odd especially now they got the network and it's like you can go back and watch it not only that and like just the weir- weirdness and so th- these guys when they do a i'm comparing it to this when they do an origin story, you're like, yep, we know Batman's parents. Yep, murdered in an alleyway. We right, understand. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, stop retelling the same right. story. I, right. I, I think I, I'd be okay to never see the Batman origin story again. Because, again, like Jake says, we already know that story. Yeah. I, I, I do think that I, – I think I disagree with Jake just a little bit by saying – Maybe not everyone has seen the Flash TV show on CW, and and Cyborg is definitely a character that that I think could have benefited from just a little bit more introduction. Um, we kind of got we got more. To be fair, we got more origin story out of him than we did from the Flash. The Flash literally says like at one point, Cyborg is like, "So I heard you got hit by lightning." He's like, "Yeah, that's the short version." And then that's it. That's the only yeah, yeah. discussion well, they have. And and so and but again, to use to go back to Jake's point, which I think is a fair point. Well, yes, you're you're not going to get the full story in this movie, but then when the Flash movie comes out in yeah. whatever year, then you'll get the full story about how the yeah. lightning strike yeah. happened and, and all that. But, and Steppenwolf as a character is well. Here's here's the thing though: he is technically a minor character because he's kind of like the herald for uh, Darkseid, and so it's it. I could see then that mindset of you're bringing these guys to come team up for the first time. They don't need to be at full strength. They've never, you know what I'm saying? They're not a fully, even fully developed characters per se because they don't even need to be to beat Steppenwolf because he's not right. as powerful. Sure. Let me let me kind of seal off what I was trying to say. Let me, let me come to the actual conclusion. I didn't like the way that this movie introduced characters in the way that they, like the, the characters in the movie were being introduced to these characters at the same time that we were. I actually wanted, I, I think I would have enjoyed a little bit of wink and nod of like oh yeah i've heard of cyborg before i've heard of the flash these guys are well known. these guys are famous in central city and blah 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 but they were literally like batman was like i heard about this guy in central city and i think i don't even know what his powers are and like and there's a scene where he actually sees he's like what's your what's your power and he throws a batarang at him or whatever and yeah and, he, and, he, and then he dodges it quickly he's like oh okay you're fast but like i i actually i think i would have enjoyed the movie better if batman what literally wasn't discovering things at the same time that we were it made me feel like 
they didn't know anything more about what was going on than I did. Yeah, like, it was like I, I felt like I, I wanted to see some relationships on screen yeah. that were even referenced. And but then again, would that payoff be you know lackluster because you yeah. haven't had all these solo movies? It, it's it's a darn if you do, do don't darn if you don't for DC at this yeah. point. Jack, are you are you going to go through the when, movie? When we, when we come back do? from uh, the uh, radio break, the first radio break, because we here's what I'm saying, guys. This is one. This is really. For me, Justice League is a very easy movie to talk about. Like, it's very easy because uh, there are so many things in it that I was just like, oh, my gosh. This is – you compared uh, things to, like, uh, Phantom Menace. Like, like right. in Star Wars, how right. you're like, oh, there's there's so much yeah, easy stuff. That was a great comparison. I, I, I could do another episode about uh, The Last Jedi, like, at this point oh, now. Oh, I know. I've, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And this, this is in that same boat. Please let me come in on that okay, one. Okay, well, you, <laughs> hey, you got it. You got it. But, but you know what I'm saying? I I after watching it and then going back over it and really letting it sink in. Yeah. This is going to be easy. So, but it's going to be good. So people stay tuned and uh when we come back, uh we will be talking. We're going to talk about the plot. We're going to talk about uh time for some deeds. We're going to talk about 30 seconds synopsis. It's going to be great. Be right back with Justice League. Justice League. Justice League. We're going to talk about Justice League. Come on. Can can I speak to what we just left off talking about? Um so my first viewing of this movie was literally last night. I, I love it. I, I, I never saw it in theaters. And well, so, so he was worried things, about it getting spoiled too. Yeah, was really I, didn't, funny. I didn't want to get it spoiled. Because he's been waiting to watch it. Yeah. But um, Jake, at the beginning of the of the show, you said, um, you know, you felt like the guys were really easy on it. And you made the, the great comparison to Star Wars Episode One, which I think is a, a fantastic analogy. Um I'm I'm interested to know how you your guys' first viewings of the movie were because my first viewing of it last night was terrible. Like I hated this movie. Um but I didn't see it in the glitz and glamour of the big screen and the romanticness of the of the movie going experience. I didn't either. And I did. Okay, and, I, gotcha. I, and I did watch it in the theater. Yeah, I rented it when it uh came, when it first like came out yeah. on DVD. I didn't go to the theater. I, I just watched it on my laptop with headphones. Yeah. So um, you know, that's a big difference as far as the movie going experience goes. So like I'm wondering how much that even played into my opinion. Um and maybe we can explore a little bit of that. But um if they were, you know, lighter on the movie, not as harsh with it as yeah. I was, I wonder how much of that well, plays into and, that. And I'll tell you this too. I wish I would have seen it in theaters because the movie does the action sequences well. It does the special. I mean, there's some really cool stuff in there, like in in some of the fight scenes. There needs to be for for right. a three hundred million dollar budget. Right. You've got to have a pretty so, good movie. And so it wasn't even that. Like <laughs> if I was in the theater and seeing all these guys fighting and all this stuff going on, and it's like this is cool. Well, in the audience around you, if everyone's hooting and hollering, correct? Going, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing like that moment where the flashes run around, like tips Wonder Woman's sword right. and all, like that kind of stuff. Like they're helping each other. That's cool. That that is not my issue with the movie. The, it, my issue with the movie is the movie. It's mm-hmm. not the it's not the costumes. Yeah. It's not the actors. It's not the uh, action sequences. Yeah. It's the like the overarching well, plot of the movie and where it fits into that universe. Let's do this. We'll do some. Uh, we'll, we'll get things going here. Time for some deets, ladies and gentlemen. The details of the movie Justice League. Oh, it's the Justice League. We're here to save you and all your friends. Justice League. Tagline, Justice League, you can't save the world alone. Um, Zack Snyder directed this thing, and then we had um, Joss Whedon come in uh, after Zack Snyder. Had, his daughter died. She passed away. Yeah, she did. Sad, yeah. really sad. Uh, produced by Charles Roven, Deborah uh, Snyder, John Berg, and Jeff Johns. Uh, so you have all people, hand, all hands on deck. Chris Terrio, who actually is the screenwriter 
for uh, Rise of Skywalker, the new um, Star really? Wars movie. Yeah. Interesting. And then Joss Whedon also, he came in and edited a bunch. A, bu- uh, a bunch. A bunch, bunch. Story by Chris Terrio in stereo, Zack Snyder, <laughs> uh, based on Justice League, obviously, and starring Ben Affleck, who I, I just, sorry, Ben, but man, woof. Um, Henry Cavill. Uh, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, not a big fan, uh, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, who I am a huge fan of, and I think he is a great Alfred as a mm. action Alfred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as someone who's yeah. not just going, um, did you want some tea, sir, before I go to sleep? No, that would be all, Alfred. Go to bed now. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, J.K. Simmons, who is uh, Perry White in this universe, but he's also J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> in the in the Marvel Universe, and I love it. Makes sense. Perfect. Uh, Danny Elfman did the music. Have a hard time beating Danny Elfman, by yeah, the way, guys. Uh, Fabian Wagner did the cinematography, and there's a lot of cinematography in this thing. I wanted to give credit to him on that one. And then uh, David Brenner edited it. Um, obviously, on November 17, 2017, uh, release date. It was actually released almost a month earlier in Beijing. Hmm. And then, um, wow, 120 minute runtime, and I felt that. I really felt that. Agreed. In this one, like I, there was points where I was like, "Golly!" And it's only two hours. I, like I'm, no, I'm I begging. I am begging, for, and I'm wanting it to have a three. I want a three hour Avengers Endgame. Well, I want it. Yeah, give me four hours. We're used I would to that. sit through it. Every Avengers movie has been at least two and a half. Yeah, hours this long. two hours of this felt like a yep. full two hours. Yeah, uh, a budget of 300 million, which is crazy. $300 million. Wow. I can't even imagine. And then it made $657 million. That's not that's not that great But it's not comparison. really considered a, a success either. Yeah, and because of all the critical panning and everything else. So uh, let's do this. Uh, you want to try a 30-second synopsis? Yeah. Can you do it? Oh, man. All right. Frame it up for 30-second synopsis with right, Jake Wilburn. Oh, Jake Wilburn. I'll try. We're going to do a 30-second synopsis. I need some theme music for 30-second synopsis. Sure do. You know? It's one more thing for Phil to have to do. I'll get right on that. I mean, I can do it, but it's one more thing for you to have to patch in. Guys, Phil's the hardest worker I know. Here we go. 30 seconds synopsis. Justice League, Jake Wilburn. You can't... You can't save the world alone, Jake. Ready to go. This, like, demon guy, uh, Greek god guy, wants to unite these ancient mother boxes in order to (laughs) summon uh, Darkseid, I think. And so he's doing that, and Bruce Wayne's like, that's not good. I need to find people to help me because he's too powerful. So he assembles all of the Justice League people, and they resurrect Superman, Pet Cemetery style, and he helps, and they defeat Steppenwolf and separate the boxes, and these colored plants grow. Yes. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, the Pet Cemetery reference that was mentioned more than once was yeah. really annoying to me. I was like, it was funny okay, the I, first time. I, I got it the first time. And then they brought out. <laughs> That's they, why I said it because I'm like, it, I agree. It was like, yeah, we understand what you're saying. Um, oh, dude, we should have played Magic Carpet right behind that for Steppenwolf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, anyway. I get it. That's what I think of too. Um, so, anyway, so let's do this. You said earlier, and I'm going to turn you loose on this. You said you, uh, scene by scene almost, you've got some things for this movie. Yeah, man. You want to start us out? Just, okay. So, there's some just little little pieces, right? That I'm just going, okay, wait, why? And maybe this is me being too analytical, but that's why I like being that's on... That's why we're on here. That's why I like being on the show. Like, like Batman finds this criminal guy on the rooftop, because he, and he like hangs him over the roof, so he'll <laughs> he'll show fear. 
<laughs> right? So one of the the bug guys, whatever they're parademons. parademons. Yeah, the little insect-looking dudes. Come one, so NBC for this the fall. rest of the show, for the rest of the show, there's like a billion of them. But he scares this guy, and there's one, and there's no more. And then he, you know, gets the criminal up and like lets the criminal go, and the criminal's like, "Isn't it a bummer that Superman's dead?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know. That's why all this is happening. Isn't it sad?" And I'm like, "What? Wasn't he like? What just happened there?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like he just let that let that guy go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman. There's a scene, and there was a couple of these to like showcase each superhero. There's like this bank heist. It's not really a heist. Like he, this anarchist guy's trying to blow up a neighborhood. This guy tries to mow down this group of hostages, and Dude. Wonder Woman catches every single bullet so stupid. from an automatic weapon with her wrists, like with her forearms. So stupid. And I'm like, I'm all about, you know, hey, they're superheroes, right? Like, they're going to be able to do amazing things. I And I can suspend belief, but that was, to- yeah. that was, no, that was totally so outrageous. She does fly an invisible jet. You do know that, right? I mean... <laughs> Not but, in this movie. I mean, and not in and not in Wonder Woman. Like in the Wonder Woman movie, set up the, this kind of realism around the character that was like really enticing to watch. You're like, yep. I feel like this person. The Wonder Woman really, is so good. It's so good, and like I felt like everything that I was seeing on screen, I was like, I could see that happening. And yep. Physics, like like yep. the, the yep. world would support that. And then in this one scene, I felt like it and undid everything yep. in that movie. Caught every bullet. Yep. So then he goes. <laughs> He goes. That, it's this kind of stuff that is Don't continue. dumb. Okay, so he goes what, to what? he goes to try to find Arthur Curry, Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so he goes to this old. I don't know where they're at. It looks like I don't know where that is. What, some sea town. Some sea town in yeah. some foreign country. Okay. It's all good. There he is. I don't know what they're speaking. But I feel like he was in. I felt like he was in Iceland like in Alaska or something. Honestly. So he goes there and. He's around this group of people in like this abandoned looking building with these hieroglyphics on it. Yeah. It's, this happens every day. I don't right. Know he like does it's not like he goes into a tavern or a bar. It's like this abandoned warehouse and then he's like, "What are these drawings of the Aquaman in three boxes that I'm here for actually?" Like it's it was just like, "What?" And it was never explained. <laughs> never explained. And then so, you know, him and Aquaman have that exchange. Mm. Aquaman's like, "All right, I'll hear you out." And then they're casually walking down the beach surrounded by people. And Aquaman's like, so you're Batman? That's pretty neat. You're Batman. See I'm going to say it again. You're <laughs> Batman you in out. front of everybody. You know, like, they just, don't know. Do they speak? Lang- they don't speak the language, do they? So I don't, don't know, know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Bruce Wayne was speaking English. But I just thought it was weird no, I'm how saying casually. That the people in this village, they don't care. I don't know. They don't know. They don't so, have the internet in that village. It was so uh, casual. I like his character as the movie goes on, but that first interaction Aquaman? between... Yeah. yeah. But be- that first interaction between him and Bruce was the, the most awkward thing. Like, I, I couldn't believe yeah, how, stupid. how badly it was shot. And then even through the movie... A lot of it's this... Ben Affleck, though, guys. Like, you're, you're yeah. giving Ben no, Affleck I, a lot of credit here. I, I don't his, know. Ha, ha, what? I'll defend him. His, his responses are so like, I'm Batman. And it's like, you know, you're Ben Affleck. You're playing Batman. And my issue with this movie in general, and honestly, from Bat- Batman vs. Superman and into this movie and anything forward, which Ben Affleck may be gone anyway, and I told you, no, who did I tell this today? I was talking to somebody about this, that they screwed up when they didn't just throw a truckload of money at Christian Bale, keep those first three Batman movies, and then have that be the Iron Man setup for this universe. But instead, they went this other direction where they're like, hey, what's up? 
Who's someone famous we can get to play Batman now? Because we apparently need to do that. I didn't mind him as Batman. I just don't like I him. Mind him. I liked him. He's in, Daredevil in a crappy. He's really bad Daredevil. I I, him, every time I see him, I liked him better in the previous movies. In this one, I did not like him. Um, I, I thought that. I, I thought that he looked the dumbest that the character has ever looked. Like the, I think, and I think that was Joss Whedon's fault because oh, really? most of the he tried to take a a dark Zack Snyder film. And insert mm. this Avenger style playfulness, one liner stuff going on. Yeah. And there was some really bad dialogue. Like there was one scene where Alfred's like, oh, I just don't recognize this world anymore. And Batman's like, We don't have to recognize it. We just, just have, have to, to save it. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, a, Okay. One, I mean, it, Bruce huh. Wayne. Bruce Wayne as Batman is the great, the world's greatest detective. He he literally can see through anything, solve any crime. And half of his lines in this movie, I'm just like, "Did you have no idea what the earth is going on around here?" Um, like, I, one thing clueless. I really, one thing I did really like about this movie at the very beginning was the big team up of an, the ancient times team up. I thought that lent itself to something. You have the the uh, Olympi the Greek gods uh, that were teaming up. With the Amazonian or with yeah. the Amazons no, and the cool. Atlanteans and, and yeah. again a Green Lantern was there too, yes. which was really cool. Yeah. I it's thought like, that was why neat. not put him in the movie then? Why not well, why not have <laughs> I always said this, um, from Wonder Woman in general, why wasn't Steve what's Steve's name? Trevor. Trevor, why isn't Steve Trevor just a Green Lantern? He could have been saved by a ring in nineteen. That's an interesting thing. Eighteen or whatever. And then you have and then you get Chris Pine just in this universe, which he needs to be anyway. Because he's great. All right, go ahead, sir. All right, so uh, Aquaman. They have this random scene where Aquaman uh, is like just drinking. He like takes a bottle, you know, drinks. Well, yeah, and he's like thing. Thor. He Thor saves. He too. saves some guy from drowning. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for the plot except go. Here's more of Aquaman. Well, they want. Right? We want to see. Ladies <laughs> love seeing Jason Momoa with do no you shirt on. But at least it's like like you were saying. You felt every minute of this two hours, and like here's yeah. this whole scene with Aquaman that it's like okay, we already established who he was, like what his superpowers are. Listen, I, I don't know why we had a we, listen, we, had we, a Thor, we had a Thor movie where they win a battle and they're all him and the Warriors three and Lady Sif. They're sitting around uh, drink. They're drinking ale and having oh <laughs> let's have a turkey leg here. And this is that moment. Like they're just trying. Uh, yes. They're trying to add a little bit of something because he is gonna, Thor for this. For I thought this they were going to set up team. his um, indifference t- towards the whole situation. Like I'm just yeah. going to drink this away and forget this even happened. And just smash the bottle on the ground and walk away. But then in the very next scene, he's like, "All right, I'm in." Well, because okay. <laughs> yeah, so here's, like, here's the thing, and and I'll save some of this for because we're doing Aquaman next episode. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense because he goes to Atlantis where the mother box is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, nice of you to show up to Atlantis finally. Da, 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 da. Well, but he's not really in Atlantis. Like, he's at like an outpost. I, is that, well, is that ever, that's never said. Well, like, it, you know it doesn't make saying? any sense it makes for no that to be sense. Atlantis. Because that's like this one little yes. like, building. It's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It like, didn't make it, and it definitely doesn't make sense when you watch the Aquaman movie and yeah. then watch that scene and you're like, these two things don't, <laughs> they don't match. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the Guam of Atlantis. Like the Guam, you know, Guam is an American territory, <laughs> but but this little outpost is kind of like, oh, this is Atlantis. Well, ish, okay. it's out there somewhere. You, you know, mean, it's beyond. It's like the Krusty Burger out on this oil this oil rig out in the. You ever seen that Simpsons, that Simpsons episode? No. All right, all right. You, you want me to keep going? Of course, I want you okay, to keep going. Okay, okay. You just so, do whatever. I'm just here. I'm enjoying I this. this. I'm, okay. getting, I'm like, all right. Just kind of all so over the ride, a, which I love. There's an article I read one time about how the show's probably better this way. How, oh, yeah. f- how females are portrayed in. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. 
It definitely is. In, uh, in female, how females are portrayed in video games versus males. And a lot of male games is first person perspective. You see the gun. If it's a female in a video game, it's third person. Yeah, Tomb Raider. So, so you can watch her walk. It's Tomb Raider. And, and likes to look at her butt, basically. Right. Okay? My gosh, how dare you. In this, I, I can't tell you, I lost count how many times that they did that with uh, Gal Gadot or yes. Wonder Woman, basically. Yeah. It was like any excuse to show off her physique and her butt they they took. Yes. Right? And that was, but it was just so, like it wasn't overtly sexual necessarily, but, it's but just it was the so na- obvious. The nature of it becomes that. Yes. And, and again, it was drawing from the Wonder Woman movie, which was, uh, you know, I hate to say it, was directed by a woman, was a lot more respectful for her. Yeah, like, more empowerment. Yeah. yeah it, I don't know. And then there, there's there was one, like, the one scene where literally like Batman and someone else are approaching Wonder Woman and the, sh- the cameraman is is like sitting down on the fl- on the floor right. and you see her butt in the foreground <laughs> and you see the, the yes, two characters approaching seriously. her. Well, and yeah. it was like so obviously intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was the one of the big knocks on this one too was that the Amaz- Amazons in in the Wonder Woman movie had like like these I don't, I'm gonna say loincloths and I mean like full length like <laughs> I understand like a like almost a skirt type dr- situation yeah. right and then this one they're like wearing metal bikinis and you're like right. what is this like yep. Barbarella yep. What? Yep. Flash yep. Gordon what's happening what just right. happened to these people go ahead okay so um, whenever someone is fighting Steppenwolf and there's like these I don't know one million bugs. That's all around. They never help Stefan Seppenwolf. He's always like, I'm going to fight them one on one. Like the bugs are doing off doing other things. And I'm like, I get it. It's it's a movie like you need those one on one action scenes. Yeah. But if you have five million bug people. Yeah. You should overwhelm them. Because yeah, they're not exactly. easy to take Like down. to me, this was like this was an easy. This should have been an easy win for the bad guys, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? but, but but I feel like yeah. all video games, you get down to the boss no, fight. No, I get and that. All the, and but the, that's what at it the felt end, like. We're fighting that's what I'm Pyro. saying. Like, at the end of X-Men, the video game, we're fighting Pyro. Pyro! We can have all those, like, you know, all the all the other uh, Sentinels that were coming It's like all game. the other Agent Smiths stand by and watch while Neo fights yeah, well, the exactly. main one. Right. So, uh, Steppenwolf, I thought, was a really not a very good bad guy. Very one-dimensional. Yeah. There was not... In, and I get it. There's already a lot of characters in this movie. So they went, okay, we're going to focus on all these other characters as much as we can for two hours. Yeah. And the bad guy kind of almost had to be one-dimensional because there's no room for him. But I, I think this was building up to what would have been Darkseid, and that's what they— Yeah, and but, you may still get something like that. But honestly, like if that, you're but... not—if you weren't really paying attention in the other two movies, and you are not, and you don't really pay attention in this one, you don't really know—you're like, why do these mother boxes matter? Right. Like, what is he trying to do with these? Like, Were the mother boxes introduced in the previous movies? No, but they were, they were meant to—in the previous movies, Darkseid had been hinted at. Okay. As like the major villain. Right. And so Steppenwolf's purpose was to unite the mother boxes to summon Darkseid yeah. in there. Right. Which is why they but that's like basically mentioned in passing. I've once. heard people talk about this though too. Like like uh Steppenwolf is a character from space. He's trying to collect all of these mother boxes to take over something and to, to he is trying to terraform the earth to look like his home planet too, mm-hmm. which is you mean the plot of Superman, Man of Steel, or how about this one, <laughs> or the or kind of what Thanos is trying was trying to do in Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity Infinity War, and he, like I've heard people talk about basically DC is like, you know what, let's just beat them to the punch. We'll just do this first, and yep. it's like it's just weird. Um, when they went to, they're like, all right, where do we have to go next? We have to go under Gotham Harbor. I'm like, well, Aquaman's gonna show up. Yeah, because you need a water scene exactly. for Aquaman to show up. Gosh, it's just it was really predictable. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Then as soon as the water busts through, 
There's Aquaman. There well, of course he, he can. Right. Right on. We've time. got about we've got about forty five seconds for our next radio break. Okay. Um, what I want to talk about when we come back mm-hmm. is some of the re edits, which most a big chunk of them was Superman and how he came back. And the terrible scene of him and Lois in Kansas. And his mustache. Can we and talk his, about his oh, mustache? We're going to talk about the CGI lip. So <laughs> Why I don't they just have him have a mustache? When, a beard and then... I, I'll say this in, in the time that we have left. Um, Lois Lane, Amy Adams as Lois Lane, is one of the most unneeded characters I've ever seen in a superhero movie. Like, literally, take her out of the film. There's that one part where she, like, reminds uh, Clark who he right. is. And that's literally the only reason she exists in this movie. I, I feel bad for her. Well... She made a lot of money. I don't feel so bad for her. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we're talking just as late. Be right back. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. And now you can hear Richard on his own podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. You're going to get political intrigue, subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, Bigfoot, and much, much more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. It's Justice League with Jake Wilburn. Okay. And producer Phil. Live chat, live and in uh, live and in the color. Truck stop. Welcome to the live chat. Um, and uh, we're glad you're here. Back to you, what you were saying. Yeah, Dexter. so I'm gonna piggyback on what on what Phil said, um, about how Lois Lane's character wasn't really necessary and you know, she's talking with uh what's her name? Martha. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> forget Martha. How did you forget? <laughs> yeah, how can I forget what her name is? And they have these scenes where it's like, oh, we had to sell the farm and it was so bad and like, oh, I can't do any rep- I just do fluff pieces now for reporting and how they do But here was the thing. And and from the beginning, the beginning of the movie is all about like Superman's funeral. And this is where I think Joss Whedon really took it from what Zack Snyder had intended was Zack Snyder's whole arc was about like the dynamic of who Superman is and what he means to the world. And now we have this godlike person that could you yeah, know, do anything he wants. And of course, you have the dream that Batman had in BVS where he's like basically an evil you know, ruler. So he's working towards this arc about what does Superman mean to everybody. And so you see the opening of Batman or of uh, Justice League and you're like, oh, OK, like Superman being gone is a really dark time for everybody. And. And then after that opening scene, they mention it and, and they mention in one breath that the reason why uh, Steppenwolf was able to come is because the the prophecy or whatever is like when a dark shadow falls over the world. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, and that, which was Superman's death. But you don't really feel the gravity of that, yeah. right? And I feel like that's what Zack Snyder was going for versus Joss Whedon. We have well, some of these scenes left over where... They're spending this time talking about him being gone that don't really fit now because the movie kind of like well, had a different tone. Yeah. There wasn't enough time for us to just feel the weight of that. Like, they, they, you know, Sp- Superman was gone for, you know, spoilers, obviously he was gone for about the first 40 minutes of the movie and then he yeah. was back. Like, I, right. I, I, I didn't feel like that really meant anything to me as a viewer. I could tell it meant something to the characters, but only in passing comments and stuff like that because they didn't want to like dwell on it. You know, it was... Or even just weird. the, or even just the world at large, like mourning the loss of Superman. I don't. So that's that's I think another reason, Phil, why you're saying that though. Almost those two characters, 
it's like, why are they even here? Because the tone of the movie goes in a completely different direction. It's just jumbled. Like right. the whole thing in my So eyes then he comes jumbled. back. They bring him back via the electricity of the mother boxes or whatever and the Kryptonian embryonic juice that's in the ship or whatever. Juice. And, uh, amniotic. Right. Amniotic? Yeah. Okay. Amniotic. What did I say? Uh, embryonic. Embryonic, which is similar. <laughs> I think both would work. I think both would work. Okay. Anyway, so they bring him back. Yes. Uh, conveniently, as soon as he sh- sprouts up, he lands right uh, next to his broken monument. So they've got a nice little backdrop there in that little park. Because <laughs> he doesn't, has no idea who he is or where he is, but that's where I, he, he comes back is by his broken monument I, in the I wish park. that they would have had to fight him for a long time. Right. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I wish they would have spent was, another... 30 minutes of him just wreaking havoc on stuff, just yep. blowing crap up. Now, that I, scene was cool. I did like the fight scene yeah. with them versus him. But I, I feel like they subdued him really quickly. Like I was like, okay, he's back now. Yeah. I, I thought it was a decent scene. I thought it was cool watching how like all of them against him was an even match. Like He was right. he was willing to just take but on all that's of them why at the same I mean, I, that's kind of how yeah, it is, absolutely. really. I mean, he has all their powers. Right. So then Lois comes out. They fly back to Kansas. And have terrible dialogue in the field yeah, i thought it, that was one of the things and that was all joss whedon and you can tell because of the terrible cgi lip that was it <laughs> now, was awful now he was doing what movie was it it was the mission impossible mission impossible movie and then his contract said he had to have a mustache, mustache. and um so he they're like reshoots is that why he had to come back correct okay. and then they and then they cgi as after CGI'd yeah, his yeah that was this was after Zack snyder's departure they're gotcha. like yeah we're going to bring you back for Superman. He's like, I'm already doing a Mission Impossible and I have this mustache. And they're like, all right, come on back. We'll CGI it's, this thing. It's okay. We have $300 million. Right. We'll make it work. Ugh. So, and it's like, <laughs> Clark, you smell so good. Did I not smell good before? Yeah. That's like what they said uh, right after her, him being resurrected from the dead. So that's, weird. That's not the only bad scripting. Oh, in this yeah. Movie, and then it's like, yeah. what, did it, what did it feel like, Clark? It was just so itchy. I know. I was like, "What?" And I'm what like, does that "What mean? is this?" And and like, this is the dialogue they're having. Okay. <laughs> so itchy. He yes. really said itchy. I he said like, itchy. So then they're they're talking about this, having this moment with no emotion. To me, like I didn't. It elicited no emotional response. Meanwhile, Batman and the rest of them are going to try to fight this enemy and millions of bugs. Yeah. And Superman waits until the very last second. Like, he can speed around the Earth as fast as he wants. They're in Russia, right? Then they go to Russia. Yeah, they go to Russia, which they're like, how are we going to get there in the next several hours? We have a deadline to meet. And Cyborg's like... We have a deadline to meet. And they're like, the ship ship will never get there that fast. And Cyborg's like, I can inexplicably make it as fast as we need. Exactly. (laughs) He's a mother box. Well, he's got a mother box in him. Are are we in the start? Like, we can do... Lightspeed, like no, Star Wars he's now, cool. or what? He's like, smart. He can so probably they, do it. So they get there, and they're, you know, fight, fight, fight. I like it when you say that. Fight, 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 right. fight. And then right at the it's last like yada, minute, yada. Superman's like, now I'm going to come back. I'm like, what? I mean, that's cool in a movie sense, but that's dumb. Well, and it, Like, what was he doing in Can- just hanging out in Kansas for yeah, a while, he was, I guess? Well, he was trying to figure out what the heck would happen. He just got resurrected. He was finding himself. He was finding himself. <laughs> a walkabout. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, he, he joins the fight and obviously kicks butt when he gets there. I mean, he's beating him, beating him up and tossing Steppenwolf around, and then he leaves at one point. Like they sent, they'd already sent the Flash to like go sa- like, save go, the civilians, go save these people, get them out of here. Yeah, you're and pointless. So, you're pointless, so, Flash. And, go and, save these people. Well, and the, the Flash was pointless for most of the movie. That's a whole other topic <laughs> for me. But um, he goes, uh, they're like, go east, go save the pe- those people. And he's, he's like, like, I don't know which like, way. East. I, I hope this is east. <laughs> and he, he so stupid. Running after those people, and then. Um, like uh, several minutes, like four or five minutes later, they're like, uh, Superman, like there's some civilians in danger. And he goes, all right, well, you guys can handle Steppenwolf. I'm out of here. And he goes and he like 
picks up that building and he throws it somewhere for some no reason. None of that is explained. And and they and like as, as he as he's flying away to go help these 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 unnamed unseen people that we literally never see in the movie. Um, I, I'm like, doesn't the Flash have this? Like they no, the Flash he does not. He's JB man. Right. He's the university. Right, and of course everybody in Russia lives in a uh, dilapidated oh, town yes. next to a nuclear we power plant. We are just plant. very poor. We only have borscht to eat, and we do not know how words right. work. What is spelling? And we see this is how we talk. What, what was the deal Mashka. with that family, man? Like they showed that family pretty early on yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Like maybe thirty minutes, twenty or thirty minutes. They into needed the film. saving. And and they they kept, they kept like every twenty minutes they showed them on screen. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, they're yeah. very important. And then that once uh, Steppenwolf is defeated, which I had was like, okay, whatever. Like nonsense. Which by the easy. way, okay, yeah. so these these bugmen or whatever the parademons, parademons are are these kind of like <laughs> stupid one brain celled creatures that just like I smell fear, eat it right, like a single celled amoeba that just goes towards the they, stimulus. You they know? kind of reminded me of like man bat, kind of like yeah. a, a flying menace. But they suddenly get weapons they get guns they have like plasma guns there towards the end that they're and i'm like where oh, do yeah. they get plasma guns from and how do they like to me they didn't have the the mindset to be able to be like ready aim fire change your magazine like you know what I'm saying? like i just was like where do the guns get? like they couldn't have used those earlier yeah and they i don't know then they're just yeah, jumping would, on everyone's yeah. backs so then after the defeat all these like weird colored plants and I'm like, is this because we're in Chernobyl, or is this because right? Like, where's this come? Like, I, I didn't understand. It's the end of where I the guess plants start growing again. But so that so anyway, I just kind of went through most of the I movie love it. there. But uh, it I loved and and I I actually liked Flash's character in this movie. Yeah, I, I, I liked him. him. I liked the way that they I did didn't him. Like him. Um, I, I, and I I don't know who I, I don't have anybody else to suggest for him. And the guy the guy from CW is fine for CW, but I'm, I was honestly, being like I I didn't I thought that the actor was okay. I I didn't have a whole lot against Ezra Miller, but um the the way that they made it like every every instance of the Flash I've I've read some of the Flash comics, which you know if you haven't you don't need to to see this movie, but because I have and because I've seen the CW the Flash, sure I was really turned off by this version of the Flash mainly because it was like dopey i don't know what's going on i'm kind of clumsy like tripping over p things and falling <laughs> all the time and like constantly asking questions like if if he was like sometimes smart and some kind sometimes kind of like um you know socially inept or whatever that's one thing but he was like just in, like in, incongruent sometimes like he just like again there's not knowing which way is east or like they're at they're telling you you have one job he's scared of everything he's like did i tell you i'm scared of scared of the dark or whatever like i'm like scared of all these different scared things. Of, i'm scared of murder I'm, yeah i'm scared of all these things and it's like why are you even here like like you know like you're not helping <laughs> you're fast he's fast yeah but like I, and there's a one there's that one spot and i was talking to jack about this earlier like where it was kind of cool where like he pushed the sword towards wonder woman yeah but like I wanted to see a strong, like powerful the Flash. He was the only member of the team that I didn't see like fighting. Like he never threw a punch or anything like that. Like he was always this background character that was like basically just trying to save the civilians and then get out of Well, Dodge. he even said he's like, I don't know how to fight. He's that character yeah. if you've ever played like an old school Super Nintendo RPG, he's the character that has like the heal spells. Yes. You don't use that. him right. for attack, you use him for a, an assist. Yeah, well, I just I, I thought a lot of his lines were like I think he was supposed to be the comic relief in yeah. the movie, but I just didn't find myself they laughing. May, well, and that's what the thing is. I think they 
started giving Batman these one-liners, and I'm like, no, don't. Like, this is supposed to be a dark bat. Like, if you pick a guy like the Flash, and, like, he's the one that says all the... He reminded me of... Billy's new character in the new Power Rangers movie. I, d- I just made that reference yeah, to Jeff. That's really oh, weird. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah he funny. said that earlier today. But but when like I was we talking, were talking about this, when earlier. we were talking about Billy earlier today, I, I told Jack that I felt like Billy was a stronger character because he's got that that Asperger's kind of like um, like he's. He's uh, I, I feel strength behind his limitations. Like he, ha- he has limitations and he can't be like everyone else or can't talk to like everyone else because of how he was born. But he has strengths in other ways. Yeah. And, and he's yeah. super smart and stuff like that. The Barry Allen in the comics and the TV shows, whatever, is like one of the smartest people on the planet. Like he's very scientific and like thinks everything through and comes yeah. up with all these plans. Um, and I didn't feel like he was contributing anything to the team, this Barry Allen in this movie. And I felt like Billy would actually had something to provide, like some kind of, you know, even maybe it was more background or whatever, but some kind of assistance to the team. I felt like this Barry Allen was just kind of along for the ride. And I like I, it was hard to watch that kind of character when i've loved this character i the 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 cool thing about barry allen in the comics and in the show is he has like a spider-man like um kind of quippy kind of okay. make, making fun of his yeah. opponents as he's fighting them type sure. of thing um and um maybe is unsure of himself like i, I love the new i can't remember his name but the the new the guy that's playing spider-man now um tom had, holland tom holland does mm-hmm. a great job of like employing this youth youthfulness to him like he's not experienced like tony is but he's when he gets in when the fight starts going he just goes oh heck with it i'm just gonna give it my all and i'm just gonna punch anything i can find and i just didn't get that from barry allen like i was he was always backgrounds and tripping over himself and and you know forgetting what people were doing and stuff like that so um a big thing for me that i enjoyed about the end of the movie was the post credit the post credit scene with lex luther yep and Slade Wilson. And I think that, um, what's the guy's name that's going to play? What was supposed to play him? Joe. I can't remember his and name. And I mean, none of that's right. going anywhere now. Yeah, and it should, though, because he would have been he would have been ideal for that. Um, I, I, honestly. Joe, I, Man, Joe Mangan. I always, I always say it wrong. Manginello. Manginello. That, that sounds right. Um, <laughs> sounds close. I, sounds right, Jay. I uh, I don't think I would see I would want to see the Flash in a in a standalone uh, full, in a standalone film. Um, I would love to see a cyborg movie. I think that yeah. would be great. Now the um, cyborg is vividly different than the cyborg that is in any of the anime. And I'm not talking about just Teen Titans Go. It's the guy that does the voice on the, he does the voice on all of them. Um, and he's the voice. Or he's on uh, Walking Dead. I did like this cyborg. Yeah, yeah. He, this this guy is just not as. Uh, ki- Carrie uh, Payton is the guy that does the voice of uh, Cyborg on all the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was at one of the Comic Cons we were at. Okay. He was at Louisville and he was also at Planet Comic Con a couple of years ago. Um, he's really good. But on Teen Titans, is most, people's, mo- most people have seen Cyborg most from being a member of Teen Titans. So on yeah. Teen Titans, the animated stuff, Teen Titans Go, the movies that. And then he does the voice on. Any of the Justice League animated stuff. So how, how did he differ? Was it personality? It's totally or? different. Like like okay. this guy like is very. He's like a Terry. He's like Terry Crews. Like you guys know who the actor Terry Crews is. Yeah, yeah. They're very similar. Like okay. it's like this joke. Like like kind of upbeat. Like why upbeat like that? Like mm-hmm. and this guy's just like he's. Th- this cyborg is just figuring things out. Like it's kind of like right. a, it's similar to Flash where he hasn't been a superhero very long and his dad is the one that creates him mm-hmm. based on a mother in this movie it's based on a mother box 
and that technology. And so he's already kind of odd at that. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I was okay with every character except for the Flash. Um, I felt like Wonder Woman was unfortunately underused and and like we already talked about, kind of you know, uh, objectified a, a little bit too much. Yeah, me too. Right, like a lot of action movie, like action movies, a lot of times will objectify kind of kind of ladies in those in that kind of way. And, and I'm done. I'm done with Ben Affleck. I'm, I'm glad that he's. <laughs> Oh, come on. I was okay with them the first couple of movies, and then this one I was just like, uh, what are you even doing? I think, I think he's done too. I right? think he's done too, but I think it was the... He was frustrated. He wanted to be Batman. He gave it his all. I think it had more to do with the writing yeah. than it did with his effort or willingness to play a good Batman. Well, yeah. he he doesn't play to his strengths in this movie. Batman is not good at finding fighting a god like Steppenwolf. You know, like he he's you know the streets guy like he fights criminals on the and the alleyways and stuff like that and so like almost every time that batman is fighting he's in a vehicle like he's in like a well because he can't i mean yeah because he can't that is his strength is he's got that those kind of toys he can't he's rich fight, he can't he fight can't go hand these to hand guys hand to hand so yeah so yeah. even like in the final scene he you know does the siren thing on his batmobile and drives away and and distracts all the parademons so the guys with the real superpowers can go so i mean i think ben affleck was fine again my beef with on this movie is with joss whedon it's not with any of the actors it's not with any of the it, it's with the whole tone of the thing i want so badly to see the snyder cut of this film well oh, don't yeah. you think they um they brought joss whedon in because they could and they needed somebody they thought might be able to uh, finish it off like when Zack Snyder had to had to depart. Well, here's the thing: finishing it off is not what Joss Whedon did. Joss Whedon fundamentally changed the movie. And there's some there. I've I've actually been following this pretty closely in like his uh, Zack Snyder social media posts and stuff. Um, there's some theory to or some credence to like when his daughter died, they were like, you know, I know you need to go take some time off. That's good. That kind of works out with what we were thinking anyway. Like, we don't really like what you're doing with this anyway. So that's because if they needed someone to finish the movie, they could have had someone come in and finish the movie. They had someone come and change the movie. movie. And so I think they were already going, eh, we don't really like what you're... It was too long. It was because Batman versus Superman was originally like, whoa, this is going to be like three hours. Mm -hmm. And then so Justice League was probably going to be the same way. But I would have loved to see him do it. And it was going to be, I heard at one point... Justice League Part One and Two. Okay, like uh, Infinity War. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, and so they had it. They kept saying, "Shorten it, shorten it, do more of this, like be more like Marvel." Mm-hmm. And you can't make Zack Snyder be more. That's not his style. And so, literally, when he departed, they were like, "Let's bring in the Marvel guy." Yeah, let's talk real quick. Goods and bads. We got about a minute before the radio's over here. Um, uh, what's the goods? Uh, I would watch it again. I liked all the characters. Liked the scenes. Um, I will, I haven't actually bought this movie, but I probably will. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed, you know, watching the superheroes I like doing cool stuff in a high budget film. Huge disappointment because I wanted something deeper. Um, my, my, uh, bads for this for sure were, I felt like the entire thing was done on a green screen in some warehouse in Hollywood or somewhere. And like, and I felt like they were all acting along with this, this, this green screen behind them. And it, <laughs> not, not, even the outside scenes look not like outside looks. That's fair. The, the, the what maybe it was the camera the, uh, lens stuff they're using, but anyway, it did. Yeah, it's hard right. to watch for me. Like and a was, lot of the scenes were real small. It was like these dark, dreary. Where even Atlantis, like yes. you said, was this tiny little A weird thing. Yeah, you're right. Well, and then you look at the, and we're going to talk about the Aquaman movie next, but 
But uh, man, like not nothing like that movie. So, all right, folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon, radio people. Bye bye. Um, real quick though, um, let's just wrap it up. Uh, um, can I give one of my goods? Yeah, let's give a good. Oh, I'm sorry, Phil. Go ahead. That's right. Uh, the the Amazons. Any of the scenes with, with the Amazons in Themyscira, I think is what it's called. Yeah, the, their Themys- island Themyscira. or whatever. Themyscira. Themyscira. Uh, I thought it was really good. Like I I, I liked watching their uh, pr- relative primitiveness. Like they're shooting with like bows and arrows and stuff. And yeah. this like mega god. Yeah. Um, and I I liked the dichotomy of that of that kind of fighting. Yeah. Um, and um, how how serious and how um, protective they were over this 5,000 year old box that like had literally had not even budged for that long. And then all of a sudden it, it awakens and um, they're like horror over it. Like there's a, a one scene where like, um, I don't know if it's, this supposed to be, I can't remember the characters now, but it is, I guess it's, it might be wonder woman's mom. Um, Hippolyta. Hippolyta mm-hmm. um, is like walking into the room and she walks into a room with like, 50 of them like bows drawn like they're just like pointing at the box yeah ready to go yeah like i, I liked that stuff like I, I thought it was good i i would have liked to have seen more with the amazons like i know it would have made the movie longer two and a half hours or whatever but like to bring in like the amazons to help help fight like they said they couldn't leave the islands was their excuse why they couldn't bring them into the movie <laughs> but like um like somehow get them off the island so that they could help uh, some of the Justice League, like if they showed up at the last second, it was and like we're like like taking down um, Parademons with their bows and arrows at the end of the movie. That would have been awesome, but um, yeah, unfortunately they were just kind of relegated to the first third of the movie. Sad, sad truths. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Nope. Thoughts? Nope. Um, Disappointed. We will we ever see a Justice League two? Not not with the same. Not with this cast. No. Um, and you guys, neither of you have seen Shazam. No, no. I when you that. when you watch Shazam, and I know we're about to talk about Aquaman, but I would say that Aquaman, doable to add to um, some sort of team up. I enjoyed Shazam almost as much as anything I've seen. I made a couple of jokes on Twitter recently about uh, the tagline to uh, Shazam being "It's the most fun you'll have in the theater all year," and I laugh at that because, like, literally, I think Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. I'm sure the tagline was, it's the most fun you'll have in the theater all year. And then it was probably Avatar. It's the most fun in there. It's like, okay, <laughs> we get it. Right. <laughs> like, I understand everybody's too. It's the most fun you'll have it. It's like, uh, who's doing this? Like, please someone pay me to review movies and say stupid things like that. It's the most fun you'll have in the theater all Okay, great. I mean, do you really run out? If you're a movie reviewer, do you really run out of positive things to say about what? movies? Maybe I. The, the big thing now in movie reviews is that everyone's like mad at movie reviewers because all they do is rip all the time, and they're always angry about this or that, and then they blow up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, rating, which is hilarious because well, that was the whole point of the website RottenTomatoes.com was it's called Rotten Tomatoes people. <laughs> like it's supposed to be crappy movies, but then they're like Rotten Tomatoes people are like, wait a minute, we can be a place where people will go to. Hear positive things about movies too. It'll be no, it'll be certified fresh and ninety nine percent. Can I add one more positive thing that I liked? Sure, it's a, it's a very very small thing, unfortunately. Sure. But um, sure, Adam, did Adam come on the movie that I didn't see him? Was no. he in the background? Tiny? Nope. nope. He gotten small. Adam West. Who, who are you talking about? Oh, Adam. The from Adam. The, the oh, Adam. The, a- the yeah. Adam. 
from the um, from the DC universe. When, Phil. Su- when Superman first um, comes back to life and he meets the Flash, there's one part oh. where the Flash is like, I think it's during the fight, and the Flash is like going like super speed around him. Yeah, and then uh, you see Superman like as at, at one point you think he's frozen just like everybody else because he's going too fast, but Superman can go that fast, and so like you see his like Superman's eye like catch him and like follow him around, and all of a sudden you see this look of terror in oh, the flash's face no. like oh, that was crap. good that was cool <laughs> yeah that was cool and then and then the uh the post credit scene where they're like they're gonna race you know and it's, yep. it's kind yeah of that, that is true yeah it's kind of that rocky three and you know yeah. like oh like who wins the race yeah you know, and that's know, straight from the comic book too because um, they've done that comic yeah book and and that's that's been an age-old question like who's faster the superman or the flash but, which is sad because like superman can do everything else so you figure they'd let the flash win but they wouldn't but at the same time like um wonder woman is always frozen in those scenes where the flash is going super fast but she literally just stopped like 25 automatic <laughs> bullets mm-hmm. in the first scene that she's in the movie. Right. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, okay, if you're going to do it, just be consistent with it. But anyway. All right. Well, and, um, and we'll get into this in Aquaman, but I'm like, why does Aquaman have super strength? Like he, I mean, he has definitely has super strength. And I'm like, where does, like, I get the whole, all your water related powers. Uh-huh. <laughs> but water like, related where, power. No, seriously. I understand. But, but like, would, where does the super strength I think about come what, from? I think about what sort of water-related powers you would have. <laughs> I, I also did, like, the little um, Batman kind of doing those little short quips with him. Like, you can talk to fish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little uh, jokey kind of things, so. Okay, well, let's do this. I will, um, not, I I did will not, not see this movie again. I, I will. Uh, I will watch it again for fun. I did not want to laugh in this movie. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I wanted this to be... Something di- I did not want this to be a Marvel movie. Oh, gotcha. I wanted it to be have s- deep, deeper story tones. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be more brooding and dark. Yeah. And like that to well, me, that's what contrasts these and, th- and that's why universes. I, that's why I didn't like the Flash in this movie. I I, I felt like he was um, out of place with the the rest. He was of the universe. only. A, a attempt at comedy relief and it was like it was forced yeah you know, really there forced was some other stuff like there was the time when aquaman sat on uh well, he wonder woman's lasso though. of truth yeah you know that, he starts talking funny. about his feelings yeah. And, yeah and batman had some like real kind of dumb stuff and you know like because superman wakes up and is like do you bleed you know which was a reference to batman versus superman yeah and then like this stuff happens he's like oh i guess i do bleed you know, just stuff was, like that. Then I'm like, stop trying to be uh, funny. Like, it was forced. I I really feel like they were trying to respond to the critics that have been down on DC for not including some humor. Where yeah. Mar- Marvel does it so well. And again, I I totally agree with you. Like, you don't have to me too. Like, just just be what you want to be. Like, if it has if it's different yep. than Marvel, that's fine. Just own it. Yeah, so, we don't need Marvel light or Marvel. But, now I will say this: like force, trying to force comedy in this movie was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, and yep, and the dark, the dark kind of tone to it. It reminds me uh, from Batman vs Superman, and um, maybe Man is still to a point. It reminds me a lot more of Injustice, the game Injustice, which is awesome. And I feel like they could have, they could easily have just tapped into that. The story mode of Injustice is great. Let me tell you what I want. Oh, go ahead. No, Jack, if you're no, going to Okay. There's a there's a comic book. Um, it's like just a an Elseworlds like three series called Superman Red Sun. Yeah, and it's about what he lands in Russia. He lands in Soviet Spoiler Russia, alert, right, sorry. and becomes like a tool of the Soviet Union. And Batman <laughs> is like this resistance fighter, and the KGB kills his parents instead of you know the thing. Whoa. So like right, so it and it's a great. It's like one of my favorite stories. Yeah. About you know Superman being a bad guy, but like you know he's he's fighting for these values, but you know. Uh, I would love to see a Red Sun movie. Yeah. 
that's what I mean. Uh, see, I'm the same man, way with, love with Kingdom that. Come. You guys in the Kingdom Come series? Where yes. It's like way, I've, way, yes, many, many years down. The, yeah, yeah. How, oh, how, how, you know how Logan was in the Marvel, Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. but it's old man Logan. They should have made him even older, but that's a whole other thing. This Kingdom Come would be the same way, only on the DC side. And I'm the same way with that, where I like I could totally visualize this movie to that. You could do it now, and then they could, you know, tell the story there, and then you have to go unravel it from Even there. Even just with, you know, like this, you know, we talked about the gravity of Superman dying. When Superman died in the comics, mm-hmm. I mean, and then they, t- I mean, there was like eight different directions, all these yeah. fakes. You know, I'm not saying that they should make it a movie. It was fun. They should I make a movie out of that. I remember being younger when that happened, and I was like, that was fun. Superman dying is a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. that should be a big deal. And it was like, so he died at the end of the other one, and it's like, oh, wow. And then it's like, eh, Mother Box resurrect him, you know, defeat a one-dimensional villain. Okay, good. We're done. We're done with that. Yeah. And it's like, back. it's wasted. Yes. Totally wasted. Yeah, because you can't kill him again. Right. Like, you, you, if you have another Superman movie, you can't be like, oh, well. We killed him. Here's exactly. Doomsday again. He's supposed to kill him. I felt like that was such a significant, like, plot yeah. point that and you know should, the that should have been so dramatic and so, like, and I think that's what yeah. Zack Snyder wanted to do, yeah. which is why he stayed dead at the end of BVS. Yeah. And then it was like, I Dude, don't know. Uh, if, if, they, if they had done the, two, the two-part movie, Justice League 1 and 2... Uh, it, I would be been totally fine if he was dead for the entire first movie. Like, yes, don't, don't even agree. I one. completely agree. And it was like nobody was surprised when I mean they almost pretty much gave it away in the trailer they when Alfred lot, was though. talking to him, and it's like what? Thanks. I don't know. You can't have Justice League without Superman, I guess. But like they made it too obvious. Like now, there should have been at least a little bit of doubt. Or they could have lost. They could have had him lose and yeah. then you know bring it back. But. Sure. So there's the, the stakes were really high for that to be a good movie, and I don't think it and it didn't live up to its expectations. On, on this show, there's like fun bad movies like The Room and stuff like that, where just like you have or just, Ice Pirates or Ice Pirates, you're just like having a blast watching it because you're like, man, this is so mm-hmm. bad. Like I'm having so much fun watching this. Yeah. This was the opposite for me. Like I was watching, it, I was just like, ah, I'm so frustrated because like I can see a good movie in here somewhere, yes. and, and and they made so many mistakes to pile on top of a good movie, like yep. a good layer. I was just like, oh my gosh, they were so close, and they. Totally yep. screwed it up. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Joss, Joss Whedon's fault. He took his. He should have let. Like this was Zack Snyder's movie. Man. Now I'm not saying it would have been won an Oscar if Zack Snyder would have done it, but I think it would have been so much better. I just hope that a bunch of Joss Whedon fans don't start attacking us now because he's got a very loyal fan. No, base I mean, I liked. Uh, you know, it's not like. Have, I, have you ever seen Angel or Buffy? It's I mean, not he's like done I those don't too. like Firefly. Uh, like I own all the Firefly stuff. I'm not saying I don't like Joss Whedon. I'm just saying this time. I feel like I've heard this out of your tone today and. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him right now. Here we're friends. Let's get uh, let's get him on the phone. Let's he's talk on to line him. one. Joss on one. Uh, first caller. Uh, hi guys, uh, Joss Whedon here. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, first time caller, long the long time listener. Uh, just wanted to call and say uh, what Jake's saying is completely off. Uh, make sure you watch Buffy. Uh, did you did you know that? It, you know, I directed one episode of The Lost, and also J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, a friend of mine, too. We're, we're good buddies. Um, uh, you seen me work on The Avengers, Jake. Have you seen that? Uh, I did that, too. Uh, there's a show yep. called Dollhouse that I did as well, so we're very <laughs> underrated. Um, uh, that's about it. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me on. I uh, love the show. Uh, yeah, I'll see you soon, man. Because if Joss Whedon calls your podcast, the thing he's really going to tell you to, to watch is Buffy. Well, no, he's a big fan. He's a big fan. But here's his Twitter. By the way, here's the front of it, front end of his Twitter account right now. That is funny. <laughs> oh, that's that's really funny. But all right, anyway, all right, guys, we love you. Uh, we'll see you soon. 
And reach for the stars, follow your dream, and remember that just because DC has a trillion dollars doesn't mean they can produce uh, movies that you actually want to see. Uh, what definitely wanted? I wish they would have done just just do injustice. That would have been fun. Yeah, or just agree. do again. Take my advice, and you should have just kept the three Batman movies. Have that be your uh, have that be your yeah. jumping off point, and then. Continue on, Dude, but instead the they fact recast that it. Joker, the fact that Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane oh, himself. I mean, just like that's injustice. Oh, by the way, if you've never, it's if so you guys don't know about the, the game good. Injustice, it's really is the best. Uh, it's it's a cool storyline. It's very dark. Very dark. like if you want a dark, like this is nothing compared to that thing. So uh, let me ask this: so the uh, DC for the most part is not making good movies overall. I think most people would agree oh, with just that. A hit and missing that Shazam. I'm telling you, there's something there. And you, you look at Wonder Woman was good, and Shazam was good. And I, We're going to talk about Aquaman. I actually kind of liked... I, I, I liked most of Man of Steel. I, I, I think they really... It's like every other film. Um, Man of Steel was good. Yeah. Um, Justice League was bad. Uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad mostly was hated. Which they're re, like redoing, basically. Yeah. Anyway, um, my question is this. All of those movies have made money. All of them. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it was good or bad. Yeah, but yeah. Do, do you think that there is a point where DC loses money on a movie? Um, uh, Green Lantern, I think, even actually made money. So, I mean, no, probably not. So, uh, Jonah Hex, what is their incentive? <laughs> what, what is their incentive to stop this no, track, a, track record? Well, that's I mean, like any of them. I mean, but even Batman, Batman and Robin made money, but they're like, eventually, they're like, okay, enough. Now, I will say this: Green Lantern only made nineteen million dollars, so that's a loss to them. They had a two hundred million dollar budget. Well, I'm talking about everything Snyderverse on, like well, from Man of Steel on, basically. Well, it, no, they'll keep doing something. I th- I think they'll they have no reason to stop like honestly because they'll make two hundred million three hundred million on each movie they make. What a weird time we live. It doesn't in. have to be good. You guys remember the the times we had where, that didn't have superhero movies and now we've just got like an abundance of them. Well, there's oh, like yeah. there's a half a dozen every year. But weird. The, but you guys hear what I'm saying? Like yeah. They, they, yeah. The, the movies don't have to be good to make a profit. <clears throat> well, yeah, but I, I think that's always been the case. I'm gonna I need to confess something. Mm-hmm. I I've always liked DC characters more yes. than Marvel in general. I have not seen a Marvel movie since Iron Man three. Really? Other wow. than Venom, which we reviewed, and the only reason yeah, I, I didn't like the it. only reason I went to see Venom was because it was on its own. Yeah. Because I'm like I am so far behind. I'm gonna have to like take oh, a I week see, off. So from I see work what you're doing. Yeah. Well, like, oh, okay. like, you're, you're just waiting then. I, I mean, at some point, like I said, I'm gonna have to take like a week's vacation just to sit down and watch every Marvel I movie to catch good. up. I have I've no really idea. Everybody's like. Talks about Thanos and like something big happens in the like you know most yeah. re- some don't tell me what it is I literally there's have too kept much myself to, spoiler there, free. There's too many spoilers to tell you at this point. <laughs> I have kept myself spoiler free, but I have not. So one of the reasons why I watch the DC movies is because I'm like, all right, these I can't keep up with. There's not there's not 25 of them. Uh, all the movies uh, to date, including Infinity War, including Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, if you watched them all back to back, it would be 42 hours. Wow, see that's uh, that's a lot to try to. Catch up actually on. almost 43 42 hours and 53 minutes. I, I, I had at one point I was like two movies down and I'm like, all right, I'll get on this. And then the next one came out, and I was like, oh, I gotta watch those first. And then it just never got back to it. Man. So, yeah, yeah so yeah, man. when you when you say take off a whole week, actually, like a 40 hour week, it actually wouldn't be enough. Oh my gosh, I'd have to do a Saturday <laughs> too. That's crazy. Okay, eight hours a day. Let's do this. We're gonna, folks, like I said, we're gonna double shot of Jake here. We're gonna talk to some Aquaman. And it's going to be great. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you soon. And remember, uh, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. And just because it's from D.C. doesn't mean uh, you'll actually want to watch the whole thing. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.